Previously on Plotty Time. On now, Papa Scotch, let's keep the genocide talk to a minimum this week. <laughs> Look, if they were murder bots, they wouldn't be shaped like hot women. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. They'd be more like that fucking robot from, uh, what's the name of it? Danger, Danger, Will Robinson, whatever. Now, where is there a first-person shooter guy, like a Master Chief that goes through fantasy? <laughs> now, that'd be something I'd play. everyone and welcome to plotty time the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash on one side of the table we have chump slap the burrito remains authentic it's the raleigh fingers of mexican cuisine <laughs> and on the other side of the table is dr scientist ring 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 banana phone <laughs> My name is Papa Scotch, and I always say, you know, some of you guys got some cute little asses. Be a real shame if I had to blow them off. <laughs> Welcome to Potty Time. So we're going to start this episode like we do every week, which is a little stop at something we call Papa Scotch's Correction Crevice. Oh my God. One thing we were not sure of is Clive Barker alive. He is alive. <laughs> <laughs> This is That's from our game we talked last about <laughs> last week. Uh, Clyde Barker's Jericho uh, did arrive in the mail, by the way. Nice. I kind of fucked up. Like you, you always should look at where it's shipping from when you buy something on eBay, you know? Yeah, definitely. And mine took a while because it was coming from Hawaii. So. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't make movies anymore. Uh, I don't think so, because all his movie credits are based on characters he already created. So I don't think he fucks around with movies, really. Uh, Maybe other people take his name or stories and do stuff, but that's about it. Fair enough. Sounds right. Uh, The other thing, we, I think this was my fault, but someone referred to Chris Jericho as a former professional wrestler. He is still wrestling for the Upstart All Elite Wrestling, where he was the inaugural AEW World Champion for 182 days. (laughs) God damn. I thought they just laid everybody all off because of the virus. Uh, probably Jericho. that information's from like last spring, but <laughs> we're up to recently. No, it was right before the cutoff. I think it was January. Oh, now I'm just adding other stuff to the credits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't talk about it. <laughs> no follow up questions on professional wrestling. All right, <laughs> we're done here. Uh, so let's get into our favorite segments of every week, which is what we do, what we watch, what's going on, and we're starting where we always start with Doctor Scientist. Well, I uh, watched a bunch of natural disaster movies. Ooh, Amazing! Yeah. Did you watch? Awesome! San, San Andreas? No, oh. <laughs> it was close. I, I watched 2012, uh, the day after tomorrow. Ooh, that's classic. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad actually compared to the other ones. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and Geostorm, which is, I think is my favorite. Oh, nice! I don't know if I've ever seen Geostorm. It Who's has in that one. Uh, the guy who was the gladiator, I think. Russell Crowe, maybe. Russell Crowe fighting around the world. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, but if they have like a space station that controls the weather. Awesome. That's yeah. some super villain shit. Yeah, oh, it looks awesome. And I saw Which was the which was the one with uh the rock San Andreas flooding. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And twenty twelve has Nicolas Cage. Where's nice. it? No, John Cusack. John Cusack. Uh. <laughs> 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 both good. Forget it. <laughs> 
And I uh, watched the movie High Life with Robert Pattinson, where him and his daughter are the only two people in space on a space station. And they're like around. Oh, a black how was hole. that? It was, it oh, was all right. really good. Slowly going into the yeah, black hole. Yeah. It was, it was okay. It was fucking weird, but it was okay. Hmm. Weird enough to be a slapper. Uh, it's way too good to be a slapper. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, as a man of science, as you are, scientist, uh, which one of those disaster movies do you believe is the most plausible? Oof. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, Day After Tomorrow can happen, man. Disaster movie? <laughs> disaster? The one making fun of disaster movies yeah, is the most yeah, realistic? Yeah. All right. I, I, I mean, Geostorm has a weather-controlling space station. Sharknado. Yeah, <laughs> Sharknado's probably more... Wasn't the premise to Sharknado that they, there was just a tornado that brought up, like, pulled sharks from the ocean? Yeah. It was was there some chincanery involved? No, no that's no. all. It was just a super strong, like, water spout typhoon. Only Wait, so is too. that the most plausible one then? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be. I mean, 2012 might be. What about like Avalanche and stuff? Those would probably yeah. be. I mean, you know, I wanted worldwide disasters. Yeah, fair enough. Cloverfield, that would probably be better. <laughs> More plausible. <laughs> oh, you know what's a good one that I really should watch again? Fuck, what's the name of it? The one where the, the ship capsizes and they have to like fight their way up the ship? Poseidon Adventure. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. classic. Fantastic one. But uh, did you get any? You, get, you still got more watch, stuff to watch, or did you play anything? Uh, no, I, what I, else I, you got? I platinumed uh, Super Natunia RPG. It was a good game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I started um, the old school Doom. Not the not the old, old school Doom, the new old school Doom. 2016 Doom. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Doom 64, which just came out. Well, <laughs> did it didn't it really? just came out. The Doom 64 from Nintendo 64 that they just released for PlayStation 4. No, no. I thought about playing that next myself. <laughs> I got it for free with my pre-order. I mean, I might as well, Same. right? Yeah. Give it a shot. I mean, that's about it. What are you thinking of Doom so far? I hate first-person shooters, so I put it on super easy. It's yeah. all right. It's fun. I, I just get... Uh, there's demons that just run up to me and slap me all the time I never see. Yeah. Because I don't play with the sound on either. It's but, crazy. Yeah. It, it's all right. I mean, some of the stuff's a pain in the ass to find. Like those stupid switches to open up the old school areas. Oh, yeah. Other than that, it was so bad. weird for me to get reused to having like health packs. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just don't see them anymore. And your chainsaw running out of gas after two uses. Uh, that's what they changed in the new Doom. Does it not run out? Slowly builds back up uh, by nice. itself. Kind of like a solar power chainsaw. Yeah. That's what it is. It's fueled by the light in hell. <laughs> or Mars or wherever the fuck you are in those games both I think and Earth yeah, yeah you're all over Mars I think in the, the at least so far in this one but that was it that's all I did really besides work cool what, what about you uh, Papa Scotch you go next what did I do did you play your Stadia I, that's what I want to know <laughs> no well technically yes but I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to wait to talk to uh, about that because I wired it in and the performance was 10 times better. Okay. Now, I only I only played Destiny for maybe like 15 minutes, so I wanted I want to do like a like a like just to test it out and see if Wired was any better. But uh I want to test it out in like a longer session and see how it goes. It's probably a lot less people on it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still cannot give away the free buddy pass. I I can't do it. It's like 3 free months of Stadia Pro, I can't give it away. 
I heard they're just giving that away for free during the lockdown. They anyway. are. And you get the free games that are free on everything anyway. Yeah. I forget exactly what the deal is, but it's like the free pro games and like two weeks of it or something like that. Or it's like a trial. But I think there was always a free tier, but it just didn't come with any games. I think that's a... We're just adding stuff to the crevice for next week. <laughs> so so a, free, a free tier where you had to pay for the games. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> it's free tier where all the games you have to pay for it. But uh, I will have a more detailed re-review or re-first impressions, second impressions of Stadia <laughs> next week. <laughs> this way it'll light a fire at my ass to like go play it because what I've been doing is spending all my time playing uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. I decided to go for the Platinum. Oh, oh, nice. What do you have to do for that? A lot of playthroughs. You have to beat it. There's a lot of playthroughs and a lot of mod- modifiers for beating it. Like You have to beat the entire game without opening the box, the storage box. That's a, that just sounds shitty. It does. It's probably pretty tough because you only have so much inventory. But uh, there's one for like that. There's one for taking less than 15,000 steps or 14,000 steps, which I just did. Uh, so you have to beat the game like the most efficient way possible, basically. Yeah. Huh. So you have to either follow a guide or know the game inside out. Imagine yeah, exactly. you took 14,001 steps, though. That would piss me off. Do they tell you the number of steps you take? Yeah, you can go... It's like, uh, you know how games sometimes have, like, challenges? Kind of like with Borderlands 3 with the Vault Guard, the Vault, the Guardian rank. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like, kill 15 enemies with a submachine, whatever. They have those, and one of them is, like, I think it's called Frugalist, which is the fewest amount of steps, and it'll have, like, an active timer in your playthrough of what you're at. Fair enough. I think I beat it by, like, 2,000 or something like that. Nice. And uh, you got to beat it like on hardcore. You got to get an S rank on standard or hardcore, which is basically the only modifier is time. Like I, I beat, I went through two playthroughs yesterday. <laughs> so I got my, uh, I beat the game on hardcore for Claire and Leon, and it was really easy because all you have to do, uh, if you get the S ranking on standard, it gives you a gun with unlimited ammo. So ammo didn't really matter anymore. Well, that's cool. Just bank shotgun rounds for the boss fights. But uh, that's mostly what I've been playing. I hope to finish that by next week because I have a couple more playthroughs. Maybe three or four. Uh, watching stuff, I watched the film Deliver Us from Evil. I've heard of Slapper. That. Slappy Slap, you might have heard of this one. I think I've seen it. It might have been recommended. Probably did. It is something. extremely forgettable. Oh. But uh, it has it's from 2014. <laughs> Eric Bana is the star. He plays some guy named Ralph uh, Sarchi. You saw and it. The, <laughs> I did. I think that's how you pronounce it. it. It's the most ridiculous Long Island Italian man you've ever heard in your life. Joe <laughs> McHale is his partner in the movie, uh, which is an interesting yeah, choice. It doesn't sound familiar. But uh, it's supposedly based on the memoirs of a real life NYPD detective, and. It's about like these three guys who found an ancient evil when we were, they were at war in Iraq and they come back possessed. And I'm like, this is not real. And I looked it up and they're like, yeah, the whole thing was made up. <laughs> oh, I remember. I've, I did see that. It was pretty bad. It just wasn't. It was just boring, man. Like, that's the worst. It, it's like it was one of those movies where they revealed to you a piece of the puzzle. And you're like, yeah, well, the audience knew this like a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the star of the film's like, oh, my God, this is what it really is. <laughs> I, uh. I think it's one of the movies that I started and saw, oh, this is bad. So I just like turned it down and then started playing PlayStation next to it. Sounds about And right. I think 
you probably watched it in the first place because Olivia Munn is in it. That might be it. She plays Sachi's wife. And she's the only one that I watched, and I was like, yeah, she's all right. Yeah, she's okay. And uh, also, I watched uh, Community because I just wanted to put something on the background while I was going through these runs. And Community just came back to Netflix, so I just started it, and now I think I'm on season. Is that why everybody's watching Community now? Yeah. But that's all I got. What about you, uh, Chump Slap? Playing, watching. Well, I finished Doom Eternal. Mm. Okay, how how was that? You like it? Good? Bad? Yeah, it's a really it's a fun game. A slapper rating? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to start that. <laughs> <laughs> but like the time we retire, there'll be seven hundred different rating systems. Yeah. It's definitely good. Definitely worth a playthrough. Final boss was a little eh, lackluster. Like every Doom game. Yeah, pretty much. The boss before the final boss was actually cool. The but. penultimate boss. Yeah, there you go. Nice word, bro. It's better than refirst nice impressions. <laughs> <laughs> refirst second. <laughs> yeah, the, I played a whole bunch of hours on Minecraft. Oh, I thought he was going to say Fallout 76. <laughs> oh, I, it'll happen. Don't worry. <laughs> Just be patient, I'd, scientists. I'd it'll rap, come back. I'd replay Fallout 4 before Fallout 76, but... Yeah, just playing Minecraft, doing nothing. Just got my enchantment table up to level 30, so it's pretty. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> Did you get a pet polar bear yet? No, nah, I haven't really moved outside my <laughs> little area right yet. Nice, nice. I uh, watched a whole bunch of movies. Uh, obviously. I saw, you guys ever hear of this Vivarium? I've seen it. With Jesse I've Eisenberg. I've heard of it. I've heard of it, yes. Didn't see it. I saw the advertisement for it. It's pretty fun. It's not great, but it's a good one. Is it, go. is it even a comedy, serious, sci-fi? What are we dealing with? Sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Ah, Jesse Eisenberg and sci-fi? Uh. Yeah, it's really only those two actors, too, because it's like just them stuck in a house. Then I watched The Wave about this guy who takes a fucking... Weird psychedelic drug, and then everywhere he goes, he can do the wave like in arenas. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> dude will time. you shut up about our movie ideas? We need to save this shit <laughs> so we can be famous. Nah, it's all right. He's, he he like jumps between time. It's very strange, but it's a good one. Got some good actors in it, but I can't remember any of them. <laughs> Left an impression. This on isn't an actor ass. podcast. Yeah. Uh. You guys hear of this platform movie, the Netflix yeah, one, yeah. where it's like a prison yeah, yeah. and there's like a food platform that goes down levels. It's weird. Yeah, it was interesting. Kind of like, like Cube, maybe. Mm. Nice. Was it better than Cube or? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that'd be ridiculous. How many things are? No, you're right. They're not. <laughs> well, we agree on something. It's <laughs> too much science in Cube for me. But <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 okay. It's like I don't know. I guess it's trying to make a statement. Yeah, but it's bloody. It's gory. Some pretty cool deaths in it, like Saw. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, watched Drag Me to Hell. That's classic. <laughs> so good. 
it was okay, but I think it was supposed to be 3D or something when it first came out because, like, eyeballs popping out and people puking. It looked so bad. You're so, probably right. like, bad at, like, Power Glove bad. <laughs> no. Not, not like, like, just terrible bad, obviously. Bad. Bad CGI. Kind of cool. ruined you, it for I me. Mean, no big deal. I've been wrong before, too. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I watched The Descent 1 and 2. <laughs> I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, two's not that great. They go back to try to find the people because she's the only of survivor. Of course they do. Yeah. And she doesn't talk, so they don't know why. They shouldn't go back. I mean, it's not the most horrible setup I've heard. No, it's not. It's okay. It's not as good as the first one, though, I think. But uh, let's go for the slapper of the week. <laughs> Brought it up last week. I was wrong about the title. It wasn't Hellbound. It's called Hellbenders. Ooh. Throw the plot at us one more time. <laughs> it's about a group of priests that they call themselves the right. Hellbound Saints. And they make Christ sure they, punchers. they sin enough so when they die, they'll go to hell. And then they try to get evil spirits to enter their body so they can kill themselves and take the spirit back to hell. Isn't one sin enough sins to go to hell? No. No. Not, not if you're a priest, apparently. Oh, okay. They, have to do they get, they a, get a couple more. of uh, get-out-of-jail-freeze. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're going to die, you got to make sure, right, that you're going there? Well, if you're killing yourself, I think you're pretty yeah, much you're automatically positive going. going to hell, but... Just in case they die before they kill themselves. Yeah. I guess. Just in case the virus gets them before they kill themselves. Yeah. But it's a good, uh, it's a fun movie. It's a good watch. Check it out. It gets six slaps. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that'll. Yeah, that's it. Well, that'll take us to video game news slash stuff. Okay, no, there we go. There's some sound. <laughs> Just waiting patiently. So, uh, rumors are popping up about the PlayStation 5 being in a limited release in 2020. Not due to the coronavirus, but because of the price, which is reportedly to be around uh, 450 to 550 somewhere in that neighborhood. You tell me when I can uh, pre-order it, and I'm going to take off of work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it sounds like bullshit, because it's either... Them inflating the secondary market and making it more exclusive and therefore cooler to have, or nah, they just want those. why would they want to inflate the... a secondary market? That doesn't help them at all. No, it doesn't. See, I but think they just want those pre-sale prices. Like they just want to say, "Oh, we sold it for four fifty, or we pre-sold a whole shitload of them." Yeah, yeah. And then six months in, they're like, "We're taking fifty dollars off because we're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it sounds like. The rumor is a rumor because it's a rumor. Some of the components that because it's a rumor. The rumor is a rumor because it's a rumor. <laughs> yeah, but uh, some of the components are supposedly uh, becoming less, uh, more rare, so they'll be more expensive because manufacturing is taking a huge hit. Yeah. So they they want to be able to sell it for a reasonable price point, not nine hundred dollars or whatever. They always say they take a hit on the first. Well, wave. they do because so well. they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's uh, that's that um also the other news that came out was a remaster of the game crisis has been announced <laughs> what the that. fuck is crisis 
We did it. Oh, dude, we played that. That was the one with the dude in the suit who could be like invisible and was running around the jungle. Alien? Crisis 2 was in New York. We didn't do that. We did Crisis. No, we didn't do that on the podcast, but I believe you and I both played that. I definitely did not play that. I thought we talked about Crisis. No. You sure? We mentioned it as one we're definitely going to do here. Yeah. Well, we said that about a lot of things. Hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the game now that you said it, but I'm pretty sure I didn't play it. Yeah. No, it was for computer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was always a meme because it was way ahead of its time graphically. So the joke was always like, I got this new computer. It's like, yeah, but can it play Crisis at its yeah, max? Yeah, I hear it still. Yeah, that might be what I know. Causes about. new computers to lag. It just blows their minds and blows their CPUs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why they redid it. <laughs> yeah, the CPUs just like this game's so fucking awesome. And then it shuts itself down because the CPU's too excited about the game. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, so the other piece of news I got besides that is a new GTA is supposedly in the works, which of course it fucking is. Yeah, it hasn't been in the works for like eight years. No. But uh, the I. The the rumor, the rumor coming out about it is that the scale is going to be much smaller at launch, and then it's going to expand over time so that, I guess, game developers don't have to crunch the last minute. Which, I think it's a way to charge people more down the road as well, time yeah, goes on. But you know, is. what do I know? Yeah. What do well, I know? Here, here's a shitty game for sixty dollars. Don't worry, you're getting more later. <laughs> Yeah, let's see how that goes. I mean, if anyone could pull it off, it's GTA. They have a history of making great games, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a gamble, right? Like, yeah. Hey, spend sixty bucks. I know the game sucks now, but we're totally gonna fix it. Trust <laughs> us. Didn't they do that with Anthem? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they did. And then now they're saying they're completely redoing it for a whole. It's uh they haven't given up on it yet. I think they should just cut their losses. But what yeah, the fuck seriously. Fail once, shame on you. <laughs> Fail twice, more shame on you. <laughs> uh, the last piece of news is the Marvel release character. Uh, the Marvel release schedule has been completely shifted. This one's for you, Dr. Scientist. Uh, mm-hmm. We have all the releases through 2022. I think it's all of them. There might be one at the end of 2022, but... This is what we got. Black Widow is moving to November 6th. That probably has already oh happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's supposed to be out already, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it, it was probably it would be done by theaters now. Because remember, we were seeing trailers and, and commercials for it on TV before the coronavirus hit. Yeah. I think it was like April, the end of April or... Anyway. It might have been May 5th. Of, beginning April? Like, but... Well, because Captain... Not Captain... Uh, Captain Marvel was in April. Yeah. Anyway, so the November 6th date was originally held by the Eternals, and now that's getting pushed to the following February 12th. So they're just, like, setting them all back to... Yeah. Okay. Why don't they they have them all done? They should just release them and charge, like, $15. Well, they're going to do that anyway. Well, I know the Eternals is... They're probably still working on the Eternals, but Black Widow is, like, ready to go. Um the, the rest of them that are coming up, uh, Chang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is May 7th, 2021, and Doctor Strange 2 is November 5th, 2021, so that's two in 2021, and this is where it gets interesting, because so far they're slated for three in 2022. Well, they were doing three and here before, but... They got Thor, the new Thor, February 18th, 2022, which I believe just hired a director. Uh, Black Panther 2 is May 6th, 
And Captain Marvel 2 is July 8th, 2022. Oh, 2022 is going to be a good one. It's and never. that's just till July. They're, I'm assuming they're going to do something in the fall, like November, December. 2022 is never getting here. <laughs> yeah, the way 2020 is going. We'll be at 2020 for the next couple of years. Wouldn't that be a kick in the dick if they just like, dude, we're, we're redoing 2020. <laughs> <laughs> just... No, because I don't want to go for these th- first four months again. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I, you know, you're right. I mean, let's just put it behind us. But uh, that is all the news I have for us. All right. All right. Long-ass game. <laughs> yeah, buckle the fuck up, people, because this this is a long one, because today we are doing the PlayStation 2 <laughs> undisputed classic, Kingdom Hearts. I'm a nerd. I'm Mickey. I'm a big dick. I don't even show up most of the fucking game. So. <laughs> He's a big dick swinging motherfucker. With his own apparent key. You know what? We'll get into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about this game. Uh, it was released March 28th, 2002 for PlayStation 2. It was exclusive, exclusive, as we call it. Developed and published by Square Interactive. It's an action RPG written by Jun Akiyama, Daisuke Watanabe, and Kazushiki Nojima. I'm pretty sure it's with Watanabe, but you got pretty close. I'm pretty proud of you. If I say them fast and confidently... <laughs> <laughs> then people will either be like, yeah, close enough, or yeah, that sounds right. So, I'm sure you don't get fact checked on who wrote the game. Yeah. 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 They'll, they're, they have me on speed, though. So, <laughs> Dr. Scientist, this was your pick. So, yep. how about you give us a little bit of a rundown, a lead in to what we're going to be right, talking about? Uh, game action RPG type mix between Disney products and, well, Square, Final Fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, eh, it's a good game. I don't know why you guys never played it, but me. <laughs> when you start the begin, the, in, the Kingdom Hearts is famous for their intros being like ten hours long, so this one's even worse. Start out with the tutorial, doing all your garbage, teaching you how to fight and picking what kind of character you want to be, loosely between a tank, a warrior, and a wizard. This is when you're falling, falling down all. Yeah, the that's all the tutorial princess stuff. shit. And I guess the guardian was the one the the person I watched pick. But what are the other two? Sword and sword and um, staff, wizard and a warrior. Guardian's the best one to pick because hmm. you each one you pick, you get the same abilities by level ninety nine, but you get the best ones the fastest on the guardian one. Fair enough. Well, the ones that keep you alive the fastest because the combat's not easy. Yeah, that seemed pretty tricky. But then after that, you just. Cut to a uh, couple of kids playing on the beach, Sora, Kyrie, and Riku. And they're talking about being on these islands. They're called the Destiny Islands, which is their home. And they want to leave and blah, 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 talking about kid stuff, I guess. Sure are. <laughs> I get I, – what I got was in the beginning they want to build a raft so they can leave. Yeah, the kid they're, stuff. They're gorgeous beachfront community. Kid stuff, but they live with their parents. Yeah. Well, it's like what kids would do. Oh, let's get a, we could swim off this island. Like, oh my God, I can't think of that in a movie. Castaway. Castaway, yes. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking Outlander, and I knew that wasn't it because that's it. Here's the thing that I noticed their design is like a mashup of Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters. I believe that was purposeful. Yeah, <laughs> definitely have. Yeah, for sure. It was. It just it freaked me the fuck out the entire <laughs> game. 
Yeah. Because they have huge feet and yeah, fucking spiky shoes hair. were stupid. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't stand that. That bothers me too. It's, it's as if they said, all right, we got all these Disney characters and we got all these, you know, the vast world of all these Disney properties. And we've got these Final Fantasy games and the art styles are so fucking insanely different <laughs> that they're like, well, let's just make our main characters. Yeah, kind of both. Yeah, from the waist down to Disney. Well, when they made it, I'm pretty sure they didn't think it was going to be popular unless they were like Final Fantasy-ish, which is why there's a bunch of Final Fantasy characters in this. And the voice cast. Holy fuck. The voice cast. Haley Joel Osment. Nobody ever said anything about him being That's where you start. (laughs) Haley Joel Osment. Oh, he was Sora? Yeah. (laughs) No shit. Wow. I mean, that's back when he was popping, too. Yeah. Slow Joey? Yeah, Slow Joey. (laughs) Dude, everybody's in this... uh, James Woods reprises his character. Like, a lot of the previous characters from the Disney properties uh, redid their voices or added their voices to it. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. (laughs) And there's some that were not. So we're going to highlight a couple of those. But (laughs) anyway, so the plan is to build a ship and get the fuck off this island for some reason. And what happens? Well, they're just collecting stuff for it. And Sora goes in this cave and there's a weird guy in a cloak that says... This door, this island is connected now or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, cryptic, and it kind of disappears and Sora just kind of blows it off for some reason. And, uh, well, oh, they just do kid stuff. Sneak out at night and talk about leaving, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to uh, Disney, Mickey's castle. The king. The king. And Which uh, is, a, I, I have a question. Like when we see, you know, we've all seen a billion period pieces when the, of the times of kings the 14th, 15th, 16th century, whenever they were. And they're always you always see that scene where the king's like sitting in his throne room, like, you know, just visitors are coming in or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. the jester's there. Like it's a, it's a, but that was, I always thought that was more of like a receiving area, like for the pageantry of it. It wasn't like where the king spends his fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not like the office, like his desk is there. Sign and shit. Like, do you think he just sits on the throne, does fucking nothing all day? Because that's the first place they go to find him, is yeah. the throne room. Well, well yeah. I mean, that's where he usually is in the morning, apparently. Yeah. Doing his. Maybe, maybe it's just his quiet reflection time. Yeah. And his that morning was constitutional. That. Yeah. He gets a coffee, sits on his throne. That's what I do. That's what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You're I right. don't drink coffee, but it's still fit. <laughs> but uh, it has Donald Duck looking for Mickey, and he comes across. Oh, I keep Pluto. Up. Pluto, that's it. And it has a note in his mouth, and Donald reads it, and he goes and goes to find Goofy, and wakes Goofy up because that's the first person I'd want on my side. Well, <laughs> Donald yeah, is the court real. magician, and Goofy's like the head of the guard. So I guess they're the kinds of ones second in charge. <laughs> yeah, but Goofy, he's yeah. the best one. He's much better than Donald. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Which I I know this has been mentioned to death by people, but it still kind of weirds me out that Goofy is a walking, talking, thinking individual, and Pluto's just a dog. It weirds me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like having a pet human that didn't talk and just walked around on fours. Oh, so yeah, it'd be weird. Well, who'd want it? Yeah, we wouldn't be like, hey, buddy, what's up? We'd be like, dude, this person's developmentally disabled, and we need to help them. <laughs> like, uh, fair. This has been brought up, I'm just saying. It still yeah. kind of weirds me out. <laughs> and uh, Donald goes over the note with Goofy and his, and uh, the king, Mickey, says that he's been noticing the stars going out and he's going to invest, like stars disappearing. 
and he's going to go out and investigate it. That Donald and Goofy should go search for a kid with a key and go to Traverse Town and talk to Leon. Leon's from Final Fantasy VIII because I know you two don't know. <laughs> so they decide all this and they get in a, they go to see Chippendale who apparently hold all the ships and stuff. Classic. Yeah. So they get the ship from Chippendale and head off towards Traverse Town. What kind of ship was it? A gummy, it's a gummy ship? ship. It's kind of like they're kind of like Legos, and you can build your own ship to do with the. Oh, uh, okay. Because when you go between worlds, you get to fly through those things. Yeah, I thought it was like like gummy bear. I'm pretty sure it's spelled like that, but yeah, that's what I thought too. Immediately, like a piece of gummy is sitting here. Like, wait, what? Like this <laughs> thing ring or one of the watermelon ones? What are we talking about? Is a sour patch kid? Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. It's a building material. <laughs> but I also thought it was weird. I mean, because, you know, the cutscene movies, they just show, you know, introductions to mechanics or yeah. important plot points. It's like, so it's not that weird to think that Chip and Dale are in this scene and they never appear again because they don't in the cutscene movie. I completely forgot they were in it until you mentioned it just now. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of mini games, too, that, and this is one of them, kind of. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So... Then I guess uh, Donald and Goofy are off. And it cuts back to Destiny Islands, and it's night. And uh, Sora noticed that a storm's coming. And he runs outside, and he sees a big black hole in the sky sucking shit up. Mm-hmm. And then he gets attacked by little black creatures. Mm-hmm. And he fends them off and runs away. He can't fight them yet because his stupid wooden sword can't do anything to him. Right, right. And then he His runs make-believe in- sword. Yeah. And he runs into Riku, and they're talking, and Riku tells him that the door has been opened. Don't be afraid of the darkness. Come with me. And Sora's like, no, no, I can't. Then he, like big flash happens, and Riku's gone, and Sora's holding the Keyblade, which is an awesome weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so you use the Keyblade, you fight off the Heartless, because it can actually hurt them. All the little guys are called Heartless. Right. And... uh you fight them off and you run to the cave and Kyrie's in there and she's kind of like drugged sort of. Not what's going on. And uh How'd she get in there? I don't know. They never tell you. Or she just like wake up and she's like all drowsy, like hmm, yeah. I just stumbled in again. <laughs> but uh then like some kind of explosions happen because the whole world is getting destroyed. And Kyrie gets blown away and he ends up fighting the big heartless for your first bar- boss fight, which is kind of annoying. Then after you get, after you beat the boss, you kind of like fall in the darkness, and it switches back to Donald and Goofy. <sighs> okay, so the darkness are coming. For this is them. still all the intro, by the way. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it cuts to Donald and Goofy in Traverse Town, and they're staring up at the sky, and they can see a star go out, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go find people." Blah, blah and they walk away, and Pluto's with them. And he kind of goes off and does his own thing because he's the smartest one of the three. And uh, <laughs> he comes across Sora, who is kind of like unconscious in an alleyway and who hasn't woken up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Story of my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you get up and you go and you come across Leon. And he talks to him and he's like, I don't know why the Keyblade chose you. Stupid kid. Yeah, stupid kid. Let me test you. So you'll have to fight Squall. Well, shit, Leon here. He's Squall in Final Fantasy VIII, but... Same, same guy. Also there. voiced by David Boreanaz. Is he voiced really? by David... Yes. Wow, he, that's I didn't David know that. Boreanaz. 
Because hmm. I was looking at the voice, the 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 voice, the voice, voice. cast. So I'm like, really? <laughs> Wonder if I was he looking does... at the voice. I see modulation, and I just know who it is. Oh, uh, all right. right so well. David Boreanaz fights him, and then after you beat him, they kind of like cut away to Riku, who wakes up on like a floating iceberg, and he looks up, and you don't know where he is, and it kind of just he kind of looks perplexed, and you find out later. But then it cuts back to Donald and Goofy talking to. Eris, who is from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking clear they're Final Fantasy characters. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the backstory of you telling us which game they're from, because obviously there's a bunch of different storylines there. Yeah. So, Well, they're in the Kingdom Hearts universe. They're all from a, a place called Radiant Garden that was destroyed by the Heartless, which is why they're in Traverse Town. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> if they weren't destroyed by the Heartless... They couldn't travel between worlds? Yes. Well, the Heartless attacking is what's weakening the bond. See? I paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like <laughs> Doctor Who in between universes. Oh, oh, you lost me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, slow down, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go on about describing the backstory of the Heartless to Donald and Goofy. That on their planet, a guy named Ansem was studying the Heartless. And he was running tests on it. And... It, he kind of accidentally opened the gateway for Heartless to attack worlds. Mm. And then he talked more about the Keyblade too. But and then, It's uh, kind of how it always goes, yeah. you know? And then you kind of, they kind of go away and they go on their own adventure, I guess, and meet up with Sora through this little Traverse town. And they find that he has the key and that must be the one that Mickey told him to follow. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember, do you guys remember Goofy and... Donald ever teaming up? Were they in the same universe? They're, I mean, they're all Disney stuff, but I don't remember ever seeing anything with them. But I can't honestly tell you a Donald thing I saw besides, like, DuckTales. I'm not even sure he was in that. No, he was just their uncle. I don't think he ever showed up. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, I remember I remember him from, like, the shorts, you know, from back in the day, but... Huh. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sora and Donald and Goofy all get together, and Goof, they explained to him that that they were, they, he should come with them because they were looking for him, so they're going to go find Mickey. And Sora's like, okay, I'm trying to find Riku and Kyrie anyway, so I'll go with you. Right. So then it cuts scene. It cuts to, uh, if you know the Disney characters, it's, all the, it's like the evil villains from Disney characters all around a table talking about their plan. Kind of brief, not much. Which mm-hmm. I thought was a, it was a little limiting, right? Like all the villains, like they're, Usually the Disney villains are all about themselves, and that's yeah. their whole thing. Selfishness is a big part of the Disney villain canon. But I thought it was kind of cheap how at the beginning they all were just like, well, we're villains, so we're going to hook up the darkness, obviously. Yeah, and I don't know if they mention it here or the, another time you see them, but their plan is to get... Well, no, they don't talk about it here. I'll talk about it later. I all think right. it's all Maleficent who just wants... She's their, like the leader. Yeah, she's talked them all into helping out. Because she's the most selfish yeah, of them all. So get more power. Yeah, she her plan was always to wield the darkness for herself. Yes. Yes. So uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy's first stop is Wonderland. And you basically go through that story. And I don't know if there's any questions you have for this. Because by the end of the story, Alice is gone and you don't know where she is. And you beat the queen. And you beat the queen, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is she considered one of the princesses? Yes. That's pretty fucking cheap, but anyway. All right, no, no, fine. she's not. No, she's not. Sorry. You sure? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah she's I'm confusing her with another one later that should be that isn't. Yeah, she's one of the six. Seven. Well. 
Uh, then after this, you also meet Merlin who teaches your character magic. And he also has like a little place in Traverse Town you can go to and do various little things in the game. Not pertinent to the story, really. All right. Now, are you locking all these keyholes? Yes. And they're open and that's how you travel? Well, they're weakened, so you travel because of that. You're locking the keyholes to stop the Heartless from getting into the hearts of the worlds. Okay. Because on Destiny Islands, that's how they destroyed the world. They got through the door. It was open. Yeah. All right. So that's what you're trying to stop them from entering all these places. I didn't understand that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think you unlock them so they can't get through, but they're traveling some other way through those portal thingies. Yeah. They're kind of like, it's sort of weakened the way you can travel between worlds. Cause normally you can't travel between any worlds, but yeah. All right. So uh, your next stop is Olympus. Well, you have a choice here between, now, you had a choice between Alice and Olympus, but you go to Alice first and then go to Olympus, which is just like a battle arena. You fight various battles in it. You fight Cloud and yeah. Sephiroth here? Cerberus. Cloud, you know, Sephiroth's a secret boss. Oh, okay. But you do fight him here just later in the game. And the villain from this world, James Woods, <laughs> is, I, I assume, just playing himself at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He's not even <laughs> reading off the script. <laughs> just yeah. wing it. They just actually recorded all his lines from his Alexa, like in his home. <laughs> <laughs> just texted them together. <laughs> like honestly, if if I told you that, would it surprise you at all? No, no, not at all. Makes sense. Hate that clown. <laughs> yeah, really. Anyway, so then after doing your bullshit on Olympus, you uh go to the deep jungle, which is the Jungle Book story. I thought it was Tarzan. It is, but it's Jungle Book, isn't it? No, no. no. That's Tarzan. You're right. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, the Jungle Book is, uh, what's that guy's Mowgli. name? Mowgli. Mowgli, yeah. Mowgli. And that stupid Timon and Pumbaa? No. that's Yes. The, no. They're, in, they're from Flying King. No, Lion they're King. Flying King. Uh, all right. Man, yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Tarzan world. But yeah, you go through this and you fight the bad guy who's killing all the apes. And he was... Jane's based on Jane Goodall, right? Definitely. Okay, I thought yes. so. Dude, can you imagine, like, we have, even for me who doesn't know anything about Kingdom Hearts going into this, like, I've seen the Disney movies. Like, I have a I have a sort of a frame of reference. Yeah. Can you imagine coming into this cold, not seeing <laughs> any of the Disney movies? You'd be like, who the fuck are all these people? I thought the Final Fantasy characters would confuse you guys a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of characters. Yeah, it's ridiculous how many characters I knew when I just saw their face. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Or you at least know where they're from. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd be like, oh, that's the guy from Hercules movie. I forget his name. Yeah, Hades. <laughs> so, uh, I remember most of these guys from Once Upon a Time, too, which is a good show. You should watch. No, thank you. The first couple seasons, anyway. <laughs> so, after you go through the Jungle Book and close the keyhole there, because that's what you're doing while you're looking for Kiaru and Ricky. Riku. You, uh, it cuts to another cutscene of the bad guys talking, and that their plan is to kidnap the seven princesses of light. So they can open up Kingdom Hearts and get all the power from there. Mm-hmm. This where you see Riku? Uh, not yet. Okay. Nah, close, because after that you travel to Traverse Town, because these are all the worlds you can go to at the moment. Oh uh, yes, all right. And Leon is explaining how the Heartless work, and that when a heart is consumed by darkness, they become heartless, and that's what all these things are. And they're trying to consume the heart of each world. And well, that's I mean, what you're locking up. You're locking up the heart. Yeah. Oh, I got gotcha. you. It's easier if you think of hearts as like souls. But 
Yeah. So, well, here's my question, though. What was the main motivation for the darkness? Obviously, they want to take everything over and everything become darkness, but is that it? Like assimilation? Yeah, kind of like an evil entity. Like the Borg. You wouldn't know that. Like, I'm everyone colloquially knows familiar with the Borg. Aren't the enemies using the darkness? They, It's like at their beck and call. They can Some make of them, yeah. Do that stuff, so. If their heart is strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They won't succumb to it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, you, you understand it. Here you do see Rick. I don't remember exactly what he talks about here. He's getting taunted by Maleficent. She's like, ah, look at your friend. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. He's got new buddies already. Yeah, and then you, she kind of is like goading you. Yeah. Like, see, he's not even looking for you. He's hanging out with his new buddies and his fancy keyblade. And looking for Kyrie, who is passed out somewhere for yeah. most of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is this is going in the familiar Disney tradition. Not a huge female empowerment situation <laughs> going on with it. Well, Maleficent with is any kind of, of these characters. Yeah. But Maleficent also promises to help Riku find Kyrie. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'm in. Fuck Sora. Yeah. And uh, after you leave Traverse Town, they kind of open a pathway for you to go to Agrabah. So that's where you head next. And you... Which is from... Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes. That wasn't a test. I just wanted you to mention it. So <laughs> oh, yeah. the listeners yeah, might have been like, I forgot the name of that fucking it's Aladdin. Agrabah? What? Thanks. <laughs> Well, I get, yeah, I was thinking, if they saw Aladdin and they knew who Aladdin was, they'd know Agrabah. But I wouldn't. Not. I knew Aladdin, and I didn't know <laughs> Agrabah. No, if you would have said Agrabah, I'd be like, fuck, where is that from? That sounds familiar. But, I, uh, I wouldn't have put it together. It was Aladdin <laughs> world. You, you go through that world, and you kind of help Aladdin save Jasmine, fighting Jafar and the genie, and Iago. Which <laughs> with the, with uh, the genie, voiced by Homer Simpson. Oh, was it? I was going to say, was he dead at this point? Yeah. No. No, this was 02. He was still around, yeah. but Dan cast, cast an, Castellaneta. Castellaneta, voice of Homer Simpson, took over for Robin Williams. <laughs> and whenever I, well, I mean, I haven't played it a lot, but every time I played this game and it gets to the, uh, like the parrot flying around, I always think of that episode of Psych where the guy calls Sean Iago and he's like, what does this have to do with the parrot from Aladdin? <laughs> but uh after you defeat Jafar you kind of Aladdin and you both notice that Jasmine is gone and you don't know where she is and someone tells you that Riku took her might might be Aladdin that knows I don't remember exactly and you're kind of like oh (laughs) you should come with us Aladdin but you can't so I'm gonna go without you why can't he because they're not supposed to meddle in the affairs kind of like the the Prime Directive. Yeah, gotcha. A lot of Star Trek parallels. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so then you leave Agrabah, and it kind of cuts to a cutscene with the bad guys have found Kyrie, and she's kind of in a coma sort of state. And they tell Riku to go to her, and he kind of does, and then boof, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, in the cutscene, it might not make this clear. But you're, you're flying to another world after you leave Agrabah, and then you get attacked by the big whale. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I have a lot of feelings about the whale sequence. <laughs> Whose name is Monstro. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. either. And it's a space whale? In this world, it or is. Or some kind of 
like portal whale? What is help? Yeah, it's like Futurama space whale. Yeah, it's like a space whale. (laughs) It's a fourth dimensional whale. Yeah, I'm the asshole. You're right. (laughs) Like the Futurama space whale. I think it was just a way to give Pinocchio and Geppetto a level. Yeah, see, he's not supposed to be in space, but the rest of his world is destroyed, so he's just floating through space, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? I didn't. I I mean, no. I I didn't know whales were suited for space travel or portal hopping or whatever the fuck is going on. Fair. But I was just watching the game and I'm like, oh, okay, Aladdin World. I wonder what's next. Is it Lion King World? I don't know. Oh, it's a big fucking space whale, of course. (laughs) Didn't see that coming. Keeps you guessing. Yeah, true. Keeps you guessing. So you're you're kind of stuck in there with Geppetto and Pinocchio and. You see Riku a couple times, and he starts like taunting you. Oh my god, he's such a dick in this. <laughs> and he kind of kidnaps Pinocchio, which kind of doesn't make sense now, but it will in later games. Mm. And like <laughs> I have, I've written here Sora high roads Riku a couple of times. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. But is this the first moment where Sora realizes Riku, it, Riku is not on his side? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Because, I mean, we were we saw, like, the behind-the-scenes talk in that, so we knew he was yeah, not on the level. He was still looking for is... him and Kyrie. Yeah. But then he found him, and then he's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go find Kyrie without you. Yeah. So you fight your way through Monstro and get sneezed out, whatever the hell whales do. Space whales. Yeah. <laughs> of course, space whales. <laughs> and uh, after that, it cuts to a cutscene of Riku and Kyrie on the Jolly Roger. Which is from Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, if we have space whales, why not spaceships? <laughs> well, we have spaceships. We have uh, gummy ships. No. <laughs> that was punny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Maleficent's there and talking about the seven princesses again to open the door, blah, blah, blah. And she gives Riku the power to control the Heartless, which yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. he didn't have before. And then it cuts, then you land on, you have a choice between Halloween Town and Atlantica, I think. Okay. So you go to Atlantica first in the movie, which is just the Little Mermaid, which is one I thought should be a princess and wasn't. She wasn't? No. No. You have to have feet to be a princess. Yeah, I guess. Oh, is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) You have to have feet to be a princess. That's fucking great. (laughs) So you go through this and you defeat Ursula. And you close the keyhole in Atlantica. Mm-hmm. Then you're off to one of the best worlds they have in any of the games, Halloween Town, mm-hmm. which is from Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. But wasn't it something else? It's always before Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's only one movie. When this popped up, I had no idea this was a Disney property. No. I don't know if I missed that or just didn't put it together growing up, but I always thought it was just like a Tim Burton standalone thing. I had no idea. I looked it up afterwards, and I guess it was made by Buena Vista Production Company, which was owned by Disney, so it is a Disney property, but I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. But uh, you go through Halloween Town, and you defeat Oogie Boogie, who reminds me of the, oh, who the fuck was it? The fat guy that was in the movie last week in Jericho. The one that was on the chains flinging around the... Oh, the, the glutton guy yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Fair. There you go. Glutton enemy. I'll, I'll count that for your bingo board. Absolutely. <laughs> right. But you defeat Oogie Boogie and close Halloween Towns. And you get the best Keyblade in the game, Pumpkinhead. The Keyblades so have awesome King Blades but... are like different kinds of swords. Like they're, Sword, they're yeah. weapons. You have one and 
you get charms you can put on them, which make changes what they are, like increases their damage or increases your magic and stuff like that. Interesting. Okay, because I I thought it was just one king blade. Yeah, there is one keyblade. Sora has it, but you can change way it. You just manifests. customize it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like put some rims on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spinners. <laughs> That's what I assumed. Because that would be the first thing I would do is put rims on it. <laughs> Maybe have it shoot fire out the back. I don't know. Obviously. A wheelie bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you're off to Neverland, which is the off Jolly Roger. Never, Neverland. Ah, this fucking land is so weird. Well, it's mostly just the ship, but you get there and Riku. Did he show you Kyrie right away? I don't remember. Uh, no, but he's jealous as no. ever. No, they, uh, he doesn't show you Kyrie because she's like hidden and they figure it out like, wait, they said someone else is with Wendy oh, in there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then Riku shows you his power over Heartless and you have to fight an annoying-ass clone enemy, which should be a bingo button thing too. Oh, uh, yep, clone enemy. Riku's helping them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ringu's help. Riku's trying to search for the princesses and they're trying to determine if Wendy's a princess of light. And she's not, so. Psh, loser. <laughs> and uh, Riku sets out because Kyrie's in a coma because she's lost her heart. So he's sent out and trying to figure out how to get her. Oh, this is where they finally tell you why she's yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a long road to get to this point. <laughs> <laughs> then you you oh. fight uh, Captain Hook at the end of it and you get done with Neverland. Mm-hmm. You close that keyhole and then it cuts to a cutscene with Riku talking to Beast. From Beauty and the Beast. Oh, wait. One thing I did want to mention real quick. Yep. I actually liked Captain Hook in this scenario because he was getting bossed around by Riku. And he's basically like, who the fuck is this asshole? Just because he <laughs> has the darkness? Like, what is... He's like, all I want is my ship and, like, to be a pirate. <laughs> but I'm deadly afraid of a crocodile. Yeah. Or an alligator. Like swims in an ocean. Yeah. Which I'd be scared of ocean crocodiles, too. Yeah, true. Yeah, if they could get me out there, fuck that. <laughs> but, uh... Riku and Beast are having a little discourse at a place you don't know of yet. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't understand Beast's involvement in most of this. Well, his world was destroyed by the Heartless. Totally destroyed? Yes. That way you don't go there. And he, his love for Belle is so much that he followed her here because she's one of the seven princesses. Oh, gotcha. But last time we saw him, wasn't he a person? These are all before the stories, I think. Because, I mean, isn't Ursula defeated in The Little Mermaid? And it doesn't uh, Ariel at the end get legs? Well, yeah. yeah. And isn't I Luke? guess we're going to have to we're gonna have to twitch like a Disney marathon that we all watch these movies. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they don't follow the stories 100% because Sora's not in any of the movies. So, yes. I think he was. Dude, wouldn't it be a kick in the nuts if you saw like this crazy guy with hair in the background like wait every time that? every movie <laughs> yeah like there was, was they played forward. the long game from like the fucking 50s it always annoyed me that there wasn't a fantasia world i think yeah, i think that wait, was the kingdom do not tell me there still is not a fantasia world no i don't think there wasn't any of them i thought that was mickey's wow. kingdom well i guess that's kind of what it is there's but, like mops walking around and shit yeah but i always wanted to fight mops with buckets <laughs> true they're they can't be heartless if they don't have hearts so yeah and then uh, it cuts to another flashback of like Kyrie and her grandmother and her grandmother telling a story of 
the darkness taking over and light, blah, 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 which is a lot of which I, Kingdom Hearts. I just remember that being a very interesting cut. Yeah, it's, it's kind of out of place. It's like, oh, now there's an old woman speaking. Listen, <laughs> yeah. everyone. It's like, why? It, I don't know. <laughs> it was a little jarring. I got used to it eventually, but I, I was like, this is yeah. jarring. Is yeah. that because you ate the fruit? I don't know. In the beginning? That's why you're seeing like Kyrie's memories? Maybe. I never thought about that. But you're kind of like, well, no. You, uh, never mind. It explains it later. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So then you kind of go off to this place called Hollow Bastion, which I always thought that Kingdom Hearts had cool names for places that they make up. Like Hollow Bastion sounds like a cool name to me. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> kind of reminds me of I Sebastian mean, Bach, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, it makes just as much sense as anything else in this game, so fuck it. Yeah. Sure, I'll allow it. Done. And, of course, you run into Riku and Beast, and then Beast is looking for Belle, and you're looking for Kairi, so you kind of, like, team up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Riku kind of uh, flexes on you a bit, and says there can only mm-hmm. be one Keyblade wielder, and he kind of snags your Keyblade. Because his heart is stronger than yours, so he takes it. Take that, Sora bitch. <laughs> what is he basing this science off of? What he was told what by he was Maleficent. Told by Maleficent. It's like, well, there can be only one... Whatever, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, she's the one who's like goading him on to yeah. do it. He even says right here that he could save Kyrie if he can open the door of the Kingdom Hearts. He can save her. Yes. Right, and I, I'm with you on that, but the whole science that there can only be one Keyblade holder. It's what he has been told. It's all a lie. It is, but... <laughs> Find out soon enough. <laughs> oh, wait till you get to Kingdom Hearts 3. No, thank you. Uh, there's like f- 55 Keyblade holders. <laughs> and then Oy. Riku does something awesome here. He throws the wooden sword at your feet after taking your Keyblade. Like, here, tough guy. Play with your that sword That was again. such a dick move. I loved it. <laughs> that was I awesome. loved it. it. Might have been my favorite part of this game. He's like, here you go, fucko. Maybe you can fight him with that. <laughs> and then... Donald and Goofy kind of agree to leave you because you no longer have the key and they were told to follow the Keyblade Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a dick move on their part. Well, that's what Mickey told them. <laughs> Fucking Mickey, who doesn't even show up for most of this game. <laughs> Almost all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much all of it. Yeah. So uh, you and Beast are kind of together going through. And you can't even hurt the Heartless at this point because you only have the wooden sword. I'm pretty sure you can beat him with magic. but yeah. And uh, you get to a room, and Beast sees Belle, and he goes running after her, because that's what Beast does. And then Riku kind of attacks you, and then, oh my god, Goofy comes out of nowhere and stops him. Yup, and he's like, you know what, I got your back anyway, Sora. <laughs> We're friends, so we can be together forever. Yeah. This guy's a little whiny bitch. I don't feel like they have the healthiest relationship, Beast and Belle. No. I mean, no. Because he seems... Almost like a sexual predator. He's obsessed. Well, I mean, yeah. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs and uh, <laughs> uh, Sleeping Beauty are both kind of molested while they're coming. True. Yeah, and I think I read somewhere this can't be right, but isn't like, uh, oh shit, who is the one from uh, Sleeping Beauty? Aurora. Yeah, but she's supposed to be like fourteen or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Disney. Does it? Disney. Well, it doesn't make sense, but. <laughs> like, no, I'm fine with that. Totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Make her younger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
story. Okay, I'm let's get sorry. back. Wow, weird. Cut that yeah, out. Let's, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Too real. Too real. <laughs> so then uh, you and Donald and Goofy fight Riku, which is one of the most unfun fights in the game. Mm-hmm. And then Riku loses and he kind of gets away and he's moping. Then it cuts after you like explore a little bit more. It cuts to a cutscene of Riku, like wondering why he couldn't save Kyrie. This is after you get the Keyblade back, right? Yeah, yeah. Because oh yeah, because after you beat him, you get the Keyblade back. Yeah. Well, before you even fight him. And then a cloaked figure comes out of nowhere and is like, "Hey, I can help you. Just offer yourself up to the darkness. We can get more power together." Obviously. <laughs> Seems suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, but, but at this point, I want to save. Kyrie and doesn't seem like Sora's doing much. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was a very interesting for his motivation because they both were after the same thing, which is saving Kyrie. Yeah, but Maleficent has kind of duped him into thinking that Sora isn't. Yeah. She's like, look, he's That's just true. jerking around with these fucking ducking a dog. Yeah, she even did like the hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was great. I, I liked <laughs> how she manipulated him into turning against Sora. I, I think but, Maleficent is also a good villain in general. Yeah, she's she's pretty evil. I agree. I, I like her as a villain. I just don't get... Uh, what kind of friendship is that fucking week where they've been friends for years and she turned them against each other so quickly... Like, it, it felt like it could have been solved with, like, one phone call. Like, dude, are you looking for Kyrie? Yeah, me too. Why are you fucking out these animals? Like, dude, I don't know. There's this whole Keyblade story thing I don't I got going on. And this is what people are telling me. there's darkness in Riku's heart. <laughs> They're fucking 14 years old. Yeah. 15, I think. I don't, I'm not even sure I talked to anybody I knew when I was 14 years old. Right. Some fucking witch comes over and offers you power and shit. You're going to be like, Okay. <laughs> I take yeah, that I guess deal you're not every the time. most forward-thinking person, huh? <laughs> you're 14. Fair enough. And then it also shows a scene where Riku and Maleficent are together, and Riku's slightly different because he's giving himself up to the darkness. Yes. And uh, they talk that they can't open the door because Kairi has lost her heart. It turns out she's the seventh princess. Yeah, she's the seventh princess. What? <laughs> yeah. And since they don't, what? since they don't have her pure heart, they can't open the door without that. So they need to get that back. Mm-hmm. And then, then you fight Maleficent. Yeah, and then turns into a dragon. Right. Well, Riku shows up and jams his new Keyblade, well, his new sword, into her and like releases Maleficent's darkness and turns her into a dragon. Yeah, where did he just get this Keyblade out of nowhere? When he gave up to the darkness. Oh, the dark. It's not really a Keyblade. It's kind of just a, a cool looking sword. Looked like a Keyblade to me. <laughs> it sort yeah, of. Yeah, me too. That's why I was wondering, like, is there just one Keyblade? What's Because it seems like a lot of people have Keyblades. <laughs> They're handing them out. Well, the problem was they they said in the beginning, and they, everyone acted as if there was one Keyblade. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so how would you ever know unless you point. saw two of them? Yeah, true. I don't believe in any of them. Would, <laughs> no way, dude. These gossipy bitches, word would get around for sure. <laughs> like, dude, you hear Donald bitches. has a fucking <laughs> Yeah, but the Donald world has a fucking Keyblade. The worlds weren't connected until just now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I... <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean. But isn't Traverse City supposed to be like some kind of, I, I guess, a DMZ to all these worlds? So Yeah, sort yeah. of. Uh, yeah, so they'd have all the information on Keyblades. Yeah. But they only they only know what Ansem has told them. 
Because he's the only one who really knows. It seems like at least Mickey in that world is aware of multiple worlds. Yes. Yeah, at least Mickey are. is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they know the whole lore and how the Prime Directive and such. <laughs> so maybe they're the ones in charge of everything. And if Mickey is in charge of everything, that's a pretty fitting metaphor, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. True. For Disney. I, I, I was thinking I of the, talking through this shit. the South Park episode with Mickey. When he's talking to the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> yeah, you got to make girls' jinies tingle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I that making his the Mickey laugh into like the nervous tick of a psycho <laughs> was one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then he got to stab him. Huh. <laughs> so good. It is so good. Oh, now where are we? After you beat, oh, uh, beat Maleficent. And uh, then you find Kyrie. You come across Kyrie, like kind of prone on a thing. And Riku says that her heart is lost. And Sora's like, "No, you're not, Riku." Yeah. yeah. Who are you? He's uh. I def. I definitely assumed after you beat Maleficent that this was this was the first time I thought the game was over. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> and uh, Riku explains that Kyrie's heart is inside Sora, and he's now not Riku anymore. He's Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fight Riku for another annoying boss fight. Just to take his sword. Yeah. And then, it, wait, is this the moment where Donald and Goofy are like, well, we got to go with the Keyblade, so later, Sora. No, that was no. that was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Ah, we passed that. <laughs> okay. This is where Sora gets the second Keyblade yeah. to open his heart. Yeah, he gets Riku's. Whatever. And because since he has Kairi's heart, he has to, he like stabs himself in the heart with it to give get Kyrie back. And so he kind of does, and Kyrie wakes up, and Sora kind of disappears, and then the other six princesses wake up. Now, do you do we have a list of the six princesses? Can we figure this out? It's Jasmine, Alice, Belle, Kyrie, Sleeping Snow Beauty. White, Sleeping Beauty, and Cinderella. There we go. I don't know if I agree with that. No, <laughs> Ariel definitely should have been one it of definitely them. Definitely. Oh. I mean, no, I no, I agree. I, I completely, I believe you. That those, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not the part I'm disputing. <laughs> okay. I don't know if, like, I mean, Cinderella, like, a couple days ago, she was a piece of shit mopping floors. Now she's a princess, and now she's one of the most important princesses? Come on. Well, fuck fuck out of here. She does. I have a lot of feelings about Disney princesses, and we we could be here all day. Yeah, yeah let's, <laughs> let's just move on. We'll talk about it next Yeah, time. I don't want to hold this up. Let's just, we'll get into it in another podcast. <laughs> and then, uh. After that, it kind of cuts to a cutscene of Sora falling into darkness. And he, like, falls and kind of wakes up as a heartless, and you play as a heartless for a little bit. Yep. Because since your heart has been gone, you wake up as a heartless. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes through a little bit, and you get to Kyrie and Donald and Goofy, and they eventually realize that you're Sora, and Kyrie kind of, like, jumps to protect you, and it gets your heart back, and you become Sora again. You're like, yeah. Why couldn't you just do that to her? Well, good question. You had her heart. Damn good question. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. It's all explained later in games. Yeah, uh, all right. So then uh after you get Kyrie and the seven princesses are awake, you kind of just don't know what to do anymore. So you escape Paulo Bastion. Yep, that should be the end of the game yeah, right there. But it's not. Nope. <laughs> this was the second time I thought the game was over. You get to back to Traverse Town and the Final Fantasy guys are telling you that the Heartless are pouring out of the Kingdom Hearts now. The big heart open door that you were just at. Mm-hmm. And you need to see, seal it. So you got to go back 
Mm-hmm. So Sora's like, all right, I'll go do that. I'll save Riku while I'm at it because I'm a badass dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. And this, this is where you find the fight the monster in the darkness. You're coming up to it, yeah. Okay. You uh, you cut. They shows a little scene of like Riku in the in a dark place, and he's kind of lost walking around, and uh, mm-hmm. he hears a voice like, "I've been waiting for you. I've needed your help." I thought you'd never get here, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, he's like, Rick is like, well, who's that? And he's like, I'm coming. Don't worry. Then that kind of cuts back to, uh, well, he, the voice also tells me that you have to, when you close the door to the kingdom hearts, you have to close it from both sides at the same time. <gasps> so they're going to be on the inside while they close it from the outside. And Rick is like, fine, let's do that. So now <sighs> Sora and Donald and Goofy are back at Hollow Bastion. And you have to work your way up to the key door. And you fight various monsters here. You come, you talk to the princesses, and they tell you what to be, what to do. And they say right. that the keyhole has appeared because Kyrie got her heart back. So now all seven of them are there, and that Ansem is gone. And they don't know what happened to it. So you get to the door, and this is where you fight the big behemoth monster, mm-hmm. which is a Final Fantasy monster they put into this game, trying to change it up a little bit. Oh, really? Place. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A couple of the monsters are now. Like that, but. I have a question. Maybe. Well, I need some clarification. So, was Ansem the bad guy since the beginning of the game? He's been there. They kind of tell you about him when you first get to Traverse Town. Right, like, they, he's, he's spoken about, like, he's mentioned. Yeah. But, and it turns out he's, like, the master behind the whole Heartless takeover? Yeah. Because he was, he used to do research on them, and then he kind of let them into the worlds, and he's trying to get to, so he can get all the power out of, the Kingdom Hearts is where all the hearts are reside. It's kind of like a crossroads between them all. And he wants to take that over. What I'm trying to get in my brain is, is he the big baddie of this entire series? Because there's a bunch of characters, there's a bunch of villains, a bunch of people with their own motivations. But is he like the the guy? Like when you think of Kingdom Hearts, he's the main villain. What yeah. do you think of the first one? Yeah, at least. Him and Maleficent are kind of not together, okay. but different enemies. They do different things during all the games. Mm-hmm. But he's sure. he's the main he's one of the main ones, yes. It's very complicated when you get to the Sure. But if I said to someone like name me the villains of the Kingdom Hearts series, number one and two would be Maleficent Ansem. <sighs> okay, there's gonna be more later, fine. Fuck yeah, well, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're of the first game, yes. And they are okay, in the last fine. game, but there is many more because there is a ton of characters by the last of it. Mm-hmm. So then you after you defeat the behemoth, you can go into the door, into the world of darkness where you have to try and fight where they tell you that's where Ansem is. And if you can beat him and close the door, you can restore everything back to the way it was and the worlds will once again be separate. So that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. And you have to go in there and you go to another cool name for a world called End of the World. (laughs) Nice. And you fight Ansem. And then you have to, you go through various mini bosses here. To get to him, this is a pain in the ass part of the game. Yeah, it's like you fight the huge devil. That's him, right? No, that's no. just the de- oh. that's a devil from uh, it's in one of the games or one of the movies. Might even be Fantasia. Okay, but he's just there, and uh, you get to Ansem. That kind of looks like Riku, and he explains that Riku's gone. His heart belongs to the darkness now. It consumes all. He goes super crazy darkness stuff. And then you start one of the longest and most annoying boss fights in history with several different phases. The shadow? 
Yeah, that's that, that's one. The three of you, it's you, Donald, and Goofy versus Ansem, and then you fight the Big Shadow, and then it's just you against Ansem. The flying crazy thing? Yeah, and then the big ship that's kind of... That looked very Final Fantasy-ish. Yeah, it was. And it kind of looked like Sephiroth. They kind of made yeah. Ansem look like Sephiroth. I was like, oh, it's this version of One-Winged Angel. <laughs> Except not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's no orchestra playing in the yeah. background. So. And uh, after you beat him, Ansem, because he's by the heart, and he, he calls out to the darkness, and Sora's like, no, mm-hmm. no, light takes over. And then light kind of bursts out. He just says it, and then, yeah. oh, my God, there is light. <laughs> he summons the light from it. <laughs> yeah. And then Ansem kind of defeated. Go ahead. No, my I have a lot of thoughts about what comes up next. <laughs> All right, do you just want to talk about it and then ask that later? Yeah, when you're trying to close the door, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, just go for it. I, I'll I'll bring it around at the end. You guys just All keep right. going. Just what? So you get to, bring you, us home. You see the door, and you can see all the darkness coming, and you try and close it, and then you can see Riku's hand come out, and uh, he says, "I got to close it from the inside." Well, you close it from the outside, and he's like, "No, you'll be stuck." He's like, "Just do it." And then uh, Mickey shows up, which is, I'm sure, the part that Papa Scotch has a lot to. He's just chilling. I just, in no, there. okay. But th- this is not going to be. This is not going to go where you think. But the big door that they open that brings in all the light. There is definitely iconography with churches, right? Like this is a religious thing. There's stained glass windows on the door. For Christ's sake. Yeah, hey, you can think of it that way. Yeah, I think it's just evil, good versus evil type thing. Yeah, because the, the whole thing is based yes. on light versus dark. But uh, follow me down this road a second. I've, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm of seeing, where it's going to go. It's about the Church of Me. I've yeah, seen a lot of. <laughs> yes, that's where I was going. I'm think my theory is that Disney is implanting small little pieces of religious iconography <laughs> to their characters to try and convince you down the road. This may be this may be their long game. This may be a hundred years from now, but eventually Disney's going to be the new religion. Well, yeah. I can't think of a better one. Mickey Mouse gets crucified at the end of... <laughs> yeah, in a thousand years, there'll be yeah, Mickey being, ah! You stabbed with the spear in his side. And then he'll come back and people are like, didn't he start as a cartoon character? Like, no, he's always been real. <laughs> like, I could, I swear to God, I could talk about this for like three hours. Yeah, like, I we, believe we it. Can have a, we can have a podcast just about the hidden subtext of Disney in this game. And most of it's really not hidden. So... so. So you, Donald, Goofy, on the outside, and Riku and Mickey on the inside, close the doors, and then Sora cl- like uh, locks it with his Keyblade, and you've kind of saved everyone. And then it kind of you can see Kyrie, and you kind of try and run to her, but she starts getting pulled away because the worlds are separating again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sora's like, "Don't worry, I'll find you." Blah blah blah. And then she kind of like disappears, and it ends up with. You and Donald and Goofy kind of like in a pastoral thing, walking down a thing, a uh, road. And right, Goofy, no, wait, Pluto is there. And he's uh, got another message from Mickey. That's right. And Ricky. Yeah, his, he's just been gone the entire time. If they would have just stayed with Pluto, <laughs> yeah. they would have found Mickey, right? Like Mickey had <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the note and gave it to Pluto, right? But uh, And then there's, it's just a note that says, Riku, you can bring back the light. You can save everything, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of, they kind of like, all right, let's go do this. So Donald and Goofy and Sora set off and they're with their goal still to find Mickey, Riku, and Kyrie, which hasn't gotten them anywhere so far. And that's no. the end of it. Just wide open for a sequel. Yeah. 
and then there's many, many sequels. Man, okay, that was a lot. <laughs> that was that was uh, I, we, I a. I cut lot. out all a lot of I could. I tried to fit. Yeah, it in you didn't even bring up Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, that's a side quest part. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of because you can find like torn pages. And then you can bring them back to Merlin's thing and they do mini games there uh, to get them back. I gotcha. And if you get them all, you get the Bambi summon, which is one of the... Their summons are characters too. They're amazing. Okay. I, just, I don't even... Rem- this movie was so long and there were so many characters. I don't remember Winnie the Pooh being in this at all. And I'm pretty sure we all watched the same video. I don't know. I don't know if it was in the one I watched. Maybe... No, I watched a different one. I watched three hours of a three yeah. and a half hour <laughs> one. And then I watched the last hour of... The one you guys watched. Yeah, because you can find pages on various worlds, and then they, you can put it all together. When you, you get the Bambi summon, if you get them all. There's like finding all the 101 Dalmatians is a part of a mini quest. Mm. Stuff like that. All right. Actually, Dumbo's the best summon. but This one's running long, so how about we just roll right into our final thoughts here, guys? All right. Let's do it. You go first, Papa Scotch. I don't think you ever go first. Oh, but did, you know, I would love to go, but I th- I'm forgetting what I'm supposed to be answering here. <laughs> uh, would you play it? Would you score it? Did the story work for you? Thank you, Doctor Science. I can't really believe I remember that. that. <laughs> yeah, and you nailed it too. Add a boy. Um, I went. Oh, I have so many feelings about this game. Would I play it? The answer is <laughs> the answer is no. I would not play it mm. because partially I'm tired. I would. A lot of people really love this game. And I didn't get that from the cutscene movie, but if I went in and played it and started from the beginning, that might be a completely different story, and then I'll get sucked in and have to play every single one. <laughs> these are, From what I understand, these are long fucking games. Oh, and there's like 10 of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So um, it, it bothered me a little bit that the whole game is essentially an entire... Like, it is a toy commercial of a video game. Like, it is showcasing <laughs> all the Disney properties. It is showcasing all the Final Fantasy shit. Like... And mixing these two worlds does not make sense to me whatsoever. No. <laughs> and they just keep going through the game and being like, here's Final Fantasy characters. Here's Disney characters. They're all talking and conversing. This is normal. And you're like, yeah, but really, is it? These are two very different art styles. They're like, no, nah, it's normal. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> we'll just keep going. And, and it, somehow the game succeeds with that. I don't know how. But uh, the biggest problem I had about it was that I didn't buy... The journey, I, I, I get, It didn't make sense to me that there were these three asshole kids. <laughs> one of them's a keyblade holder. One of them is the evil foil, whose heart is at least strong enough to wield the darkness. And the other's a Disney princess. And these three asshole kids just grew up on the same beach, knowing each other. Get the fuck out of here! They look like the only families I on mean, that beach. Statistically speaking, it's probably happened somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that, but uh, uh, I I didn't feel like because of that I didn't feel like it earned some of the really big moments. I, I the emotional moments, especially uh, the fact that everyone was so obsessed with finding Kyrie, and you could understand that from like a friend point of view. But she had barely any lines. She was also voiced, by the way, by Hayden Panettiere. Is that how you pronounce her name? Panettiere. Mm-hmm. Panettiere. But she must have been easy day because she was probably in the booth for like 30, 45 seconds, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so would I play it? No, just because of the time investment. Uh, I have nothing against the game itself or the gameplay, but I just wouldn't want to get into it. I'm lazy. Laziness. That's why I wouldn't yes, play it. Yes. All right? Understandable. Understandable. Um, 
Did the story work for me? I'm saying overall no. But the biggest problem I had with it was it was essentially a mishmash of properties and it was like a whole video game filled with cameos that scored its emotional points by like, remember this guy? Remember this guy? Remember these ladies? Remember this? But at the same time, you know what else did that? Mars Attacks. And that movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Didn't draw that so, parallel. No, I didn't think of that at all. <laughs> and it was a cameo-filled movie. It was fucking great. So what would I score it? I'm going to go with right down the middle, and I'm going to say a 13. I, I think it was good. I think the story at a very basic level worked. Uh, it wasn't my jam, but I don't think I should take a bunch of points off because of that. That's really not fair. Uh, the story was very super, super basic at its core. There's something invading. We need a special tool to stop it. Let's go get that tool. And that's pretty much fucking it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 13, that's what I'm going with. Uh, what about you, uh... What about you there, Chump Slap? I, I think we let Scientist go last. It's his game. Would you play it? Would you score it? Did the story work for you? Uh, I wouldn't play it. Same reason, pretty much. Seems way Laziness? too invested. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. like games where I have to play as a 15-year-old boy either. I don't know. Well, See, just think about it. We're very different. <laughs> 18 years go by during this whole series. So you're like in your mid-30s by the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Harry getting... Potter of Disney mashup properties. He gets a prostate exam. <laughs> it's like, you got to take blood. blood Send the gummy ship up. Like, fucking really? Then I you can do like inner space. I'm 36. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't play it. Uh, I liked how the... The fights, they seemed kind of like Final Fantasy meets, I don't know what. Neo? Maybe. But they were different. It was different. I'll give it that. Did you have like teams? Well, it's only it's always you, Donald, and Goofy. And then Did they do their one person thing? from the world. Yeah. They do what they want. Okay. Donald's pretty much useless. So that was okay. Did the story work for me? Uh, as... Yeah, it gave you uh, what you had to do. <laughs> yeah, you, you right. had to do that. You have to close all the darkness out, whatever. And oh, we just so happen to need all these princesses, so that's why you got to go to these different worlds and find all that shit. But eh, it was okay. I'll give it a thirteen as well. Oh, right down the center because I won't play it. The story was. <laughs> but people love it and I can see why. So Alright, well uh that's what uh Jump Slap has to say about it. Now it's time for the star of the show, Doctor Scientist. I'm glad did you finally it? admitted it. What you <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did walk into that. Well would you play it? What'd you score it? Did the story work for you? Well, I did play through the entire game twice and I'd probably play it again. Uh did the story work for me? It's hard for me to separate where everything goes from just how it's introduced here. And a lot of little things that happen here have big impacts in the future. So it's kind of... Mm-hmm. So the story gets better. Yeah, and def- incredibly more complicated. Mm. But I do like the story. I like the that you can go to different worlds. I know Papa Scotch said he doesn't see how they all fit together, but I kind of 
they kind of explained it in a basic way and it made enough sense for me to play it. I enjoyed seeing all those things in nostalgia purposes. And it, if you kind of uh, block out how much Disney it is, it's just fun at a base level. It would have been hard to start without having all that before. But mm-hmm. but I did like, uh, it's just them versus the bad guys. Got to go stop this guy. Got to save all these princesses. It's really just saving the one. Yeah, saving the one, but you end up saving six others at the same time. So uh, I gave it a 14. Oh. All right, praise from the scientist. So what does that give us, Dr. Scientist? 40. Straight up 40. Pretty good That would make it. That makes it our third highest rated game of this year. Number one being Prey with a 50. Then Silent Hill 2 with a 41, inflated by me, <laughs> and then Kingdom Hearts with a 40. Those are probably the three best games we did. Yeah. Well, they Objectively. are. Objectively. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, guys. I feel like we really overlooked Haze, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll do a retrospective one day. <laughs> Revise our rating. Really? We do all the shittiest rating games we did. <laughs> We're just, it's going to be worse. <laughs> like, like, fuck this game. Can't believe you made me watch this fucking video again. <laughs> But uh, that right there, those are our final thoughts, and that's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Scientist Tom Hanks Content Vehicle Lock of the Way. The Lock of the Way. Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for one guaranteed Tom Hanks recommendation, which we assumed was going to be a movie, but he kind of went off board with it. So this <laughs> week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Let's, uh, I tried to pick the most Disney thing I could do for this. And uh, try to sw- change it up a little bit. Watch Toy Story of Terror. Toy Story of Terror? Yeah, it's kind of... Remember the movie Identity with John Cusack where they're in a hotel and people start disappearing? So it's not Toy Story? It is Toy Story. What? Okay. But it's like one of the thousand sequels they did to Toy Story. I never it's kind of like set of in a horror type setting. I was going to do a double and say Toy Story that time forgot because it's like them and dinosaurs. Like a new dinosaur. He did it story. again to us. Chump slap. Toy Story of Terror is a 21-minute computer-animated Halloween television special <laughs> produced by Pixar and Disney. Okay, that's why I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, but watch phew. it anyway. Yeah. Well, it's probably Disney right. only. Yeah. I mean, it's still Tom Hanks, so it's got to be Disney. Eh. We'll see. Well, there you go. Go watch Toy Story of Terror for your Tom <laughs> Hanks fix this week. <laughs> and that's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is... Chump Slaps. Fuck, Mary kill. Chump Slaps FMK. Banana phone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sirs. Um, every week, we, uh, Dr. Scientist and I, pick three characters from the game we just played, watched, and uh, <laughs> Chump Slap has to decide which one he's going to marry, which one he's going to murder, and which one he's going to have sex with. So... This week, I, I actually started writing this down, yeah, Dr. Scientist. you're up this week. Yes, this is my turn. Oh, we so... all wrote it down this time. <laughs> no, I just remembered I picked yeah. Clive Barker and Chris Jericho. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no more of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> all right, so there are so many goddamn characters to yeah. pick from in this game. So I'm going to go with Ursula oh. from <laughs> Little Mermaid. I knew that was coming. Who is essentially a drag queen stereotype, but we can get into that in a whole other episode. With yeah. octopus tentacles. We'll do a very special yeah, exact. Disney episode. Yeah, you guys get it. <laughs> oh, man. I would love that. So, uh, <laughs> Ursula 
And then who else? That was my go-to. Um, fuck Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is the other one. <laughs> good, good. Let's hope he say Piglet. <laughs> oh, that's that's too easy. Everyone's gonna marry Piglet. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Doctor Scientist? Oh man. Ugh. I didn't think this out it's at all. Almost, it's almost like there's too many, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Might as well go with the fat trifecta with Oogie Boogie. Winnie <laughs> 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 Pooh's not fat. He's kind of short. He's tubby. He gets stuck in holes. That's because of his fatness. That's right, he does. <laughs> and he's always after that sugar. <laughs> like, oh, it's honey. All right, I won't go. I'll go fat, but I won't go Oogie Boogie because you said it. Good. Do you remember the satyr from... Uh, Olympus? What's his name? Phil? Kind of, yes. I'll look for a picture the of The red him. dude? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I can't think of his name. I think it's Phil. I don't know what. Yeah, it sounds right. I don't know much about Phil. Uh, I will look it up while you think here, but uh, that would leave us with Ursula. This guy. The satyr, whose name I will find in a second, and then... His name's Phil. It's Philosities. Philosities. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> I'll just so, sing banana phone until you come up no, with that. No, please right? don't. All right, all right. Let's go with, I guess, I guess. Oh, that was Danny DeVito that did that in Hercules? Yeah. Uh, nice. I guess I'll have sex with Ursula just because. Ow! <laughs> Cause she's the female of the group <laughs> And she's a weird sea creature So that's an experience in itself It's a story, right? At yeah. least it's a story. I had sex with a sea creature <laughs> Well, I don't want to fuck Dude, Winnie the Pooh Or that yeah. Danny DeVito <laughs> So I guess I'll marry the satyr Are you thinking because it's Danny DeVito? No Okay Because I don't like Winnie the Pooh He's always like, getting his head stuck in money jars. Yeah, I'd have to fucking, too much work with that guy. (laughs) (laughs) So kill the poo. (laughs) (laughs) Marry Phil. And have sex with Ursula. Uh Are you locking it in? No, no, I'm not locking it in. Is that your final answer? No, I'm going to have sex. Sex with the satyr, <laughs> Mary Ursula. No, she's got she's got magical powers. She can yeah, she can command like dolphins and shit. Yeah. So, all right, so lock it in. <laughs> That's locked in. <laughs> all right, so the lock in is you're gonna murder Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yep, you're going easy. Going with to marry Ursula. <laughs> sleep with Philosophies. Yeah, which I think is how you pronounce that. All right, shit. Well, that does it for us. <laughs> uh, let's say. Let's say someone says you're really dropping the ball and you should have killed the satyr because he's, he's red and annoying. better red than dead. Uh, where would they send that email to, Sir Chompslap? They can send that to plottytime at gmail.com. Better red than dead. Isn't that a magic thing that you just said? I believe that is something that uh, Liberty Prime says in Fallout. Oh. Yes. It's about as communism. he's walking down the street. I thought it was about an RDW, but. No. Okay. That sounds like nerd shit. Anyway, so let's say they wanted to uh, 
<laughs> just spam our our uh, socials feeds with quotes from Liberty Prime, which I'd be completely fine oh, with. Oh, that'd be Where great. Where would they get to us on the socials? Fantastic. Send all your Liberty Prime quotes to at Plotty Time on Instagram and Twitter. Both of them. Just send them all. Yeah. Perfect. That does it for us. So, I don't know. Get out there, play some games, and enjoy life, and wash your hands. Uh, do all those things and rate us on iTunes or wherever the hell you listen to this. We need some yeah. good reviews. Banana phone. Later. Peace.